The Dallas Stars are continuing to struggle on their final road trip of the season, dropping their most recent game 5-2 to two to the Edmonton Oilers. And on today's episode, we will break down this game and talk about what is going on with the Stars team and what needs to be fixed if they truly do want to make a postseason run. And then to wrap up the show, give you a quick preview of tonight's matchup with the Calgary Flames. No rest for the weary for the Dallas Stars. We're talking about it all on this Thursday episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Thursday, April 21st. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by the show and for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. Remember, we are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen. You can always, of course, leave a comment, rating, or review if you enjoy what you hear. But without any further hesitation, uh, flipping the script, talking about things you enjoy hearing versus things you don't enjoy hearing. Uh, the Dallas Stars lost again in uh, a pretty uninspired effort for the most part uh, is, is the best way I can kind of sum up this game that the Stars played in Edmonton against the Oilers. Their first time back in Edmonton uh, since playing for in the, the Stanley Cup finals a couple of years ago against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I, I That hadn't really kicked in with me uh, until they were talking about it on the broadcast that Dallas Stars had not played in that building just with the schedule realignment last season, uh, not playing the Oilers at all last season and just having no reason to go up there and play in Rogers place. But uh, same result as the last time that they played in that building, a, a pretty disappointing loss. And uh, it, it's pretty evident what went wrong in this game. And I think it really starts with the Stars shifting away from what their identity has been for so long and especially for the majority of this season, which has been defense it seems like Dallas spent the majority of this game in their defensive zone in their own zone which you know I mean they've done that before you know they did that in that game against the Carolina Hurricanes that they ended up winning on the road and they've done that in some other games on some other occasions but th this is just one of those games where you don't want to be in that situation because of the offensive arsenal that Edmonton has in McDavid Dreisaitl Hyman, and just to name a few, we even saw Evander Kane get involved in the offense on Wednesday night, and Edmonton just had all the time in the world to set up offensively, and they took full advantage of it, and you can see it in the numbers in this game. Scoring chances for were 32-15 to 15 Oilers. High danger chances for 19-5 Oilers. Corsi Ford, just regular shots on goal, or not on goal, just regular shots and attempted shots, 72-40 to 40 Oilers. Shots on goal were 50-36 to 36 Oilers. 50 is the highest amount of shots on goals that the Stars have faced so far this season. Scott Wedgwood did all he could, relatively had a, a decent night, all things considered. Having to face that many shots is no easy task for any goalie in this league, and Scott Wedgwood, probably the more qualified goalie on this Stars team as of right now to face that challenge. 
I, I think maybe Edmonton gets more than five goals in this game if Jake Ottinger starts. And I imagine we'll see Jake Ottinger tonight in Calgary with it being the second night of a back-to-back. But Wedgwood, he, he did fine. He did all he could. I mean, some of those plays were tricky, and he also just was not getting much help from his defense. I mean, you even look at that first goal that Evander Kane scored. I mean, all five Stars defenders were either near Connor McDavid, or they were just watching him, seeing what he was going to do. And Evander Kane slips into the slot uncontested and uh, takes a pretty easy pass for probably one of the easier goals of his career on a nice feed from McDavid. But everything just seemed to come way too easy for this Oilers offense. And uh, they really just did not have any trouble setting up how they wanted to set up in the zone, running the plays that they wanted to run. And of course, they weren't scoring all the time, but they were getting some fantastic looks uh, and executed on just enough in order to push themselves to the win in this game. And they're just on the other end seemed to be no sense of urgency for the stars defensively, uh, really no aggression of, as far as trying to get the puck out and trying to force action down the ice. You know, they would get the puck out, but then they have to send the puck in deep on the other end to get a change because their defenders are worn out because they've been playing defense for a minute or a minute and a half or two minutes. So really, you know, getting worn out on the defensive end, not getting anything done offensively, then having to make a change and hope you can get the puck back, but really just rinsing and repeating the, the new guys that come on then spin. 45 seconds or a minute in the defensive zone and then they have to do the exact same thing they have to send the puck in deep no time to establish any sort of offensive rhythm all because of a lack of aggression and sense of urgency on the defensive side of the ice and and even just in their ability to stop goals dallas has been struggling as of late they are uh ninth in the nhl in goals allowed in the last month uh, just surrendering way too many opportunities. One, giving up a lot of chances, but also just allowing a lot of goals to the opposition, making things seem way too easy. And you can't do that against these offensive juggernauts like Edmonton or even tonight against Calgary. This is a, a Calgary team that is built similarly with talent, but pro- not even probably. I think they are better than Edmonton and their place in the standings uh, would prove that. And, and they're going to be just as dangerous in their own building tonight. And this is just a bad and dangerous sign for the Stars if they truly do want to make the playoffs and attempt to try to make some sort of noise once they make the playoffs. And again, that's a big if. I mean, who can they survive a best of seven series with a performance like this? I mean, they can't. I don't even, it's a rhetorical question because it's a question that answers itself. I mean, this is a team that is structured in defense and defensive efficiency. You know, they, they ride strong goaltending and good defensive performances to try to lift themselves to wins. And sometimes it works. And sometimes you get some really good offensive outbursts from the top line or even guys, secondary scoring options, whether it's Ben, whether it's Sagan or, uh, you know, Jacob Peterson's had some nice games, but I, I just can't envision a game like this. You know, if you play a game like this in the playoffs, uh, you're you're burying yourselves alive. You're digging your own grave, essentially, if you're the stars. I mean, if you have to be able to play that strong, tough, defensive brand of hockey, if you're the Dallas Stars, to have any chance to win. I mean, right now, they would be matching up with the Colorado Avalanche, who are, again, probably a much better offensive threat than this Edmonton team. And that's saying quite a bit because this Edmonton team is great offensively. But to try to contain that Colorado team and try to win a best of seven series is going to be near impossible with a performance like this. So hopefully, at least on the defensive side of things, this is a, a final time of the regular season, one-off bad performance, especially with Essel and Delback. Uh, I really thought we would be seeing a pretty good defensive performance from this team 
just not the case. I don't know if chemistry was thrown off just with Essa missing on and off and, and, and things like that. I, I don't know how much that plays a factor into all of this, but it needs to be cleaned up and it needs to start tonight in Calgary if the Stars, one, want to make the playoffs and two, want to have any sort of heartbeat against uh, likely, it seems, a matchup with the Avs, which is going to be difficult. And even if somehow they can steal that first wildcard spot, they're going to have to do the same thing uh, against a Calgary Flames team that can also score goals in bunches. And we're going to talk about that offensive team in Calgary later on in the show in our third segment. But right now, we're going to take a quick break and say thank you to some of our sponsors. But after that, we will come back and we will continue to talk about last night's game and talk about the offensive side of things and what the stars need to do to correct themselves on that side of the ice. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Again, head to ShadyRays.com, use promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Thank you so much again to Shady Rays for sponsoring today's episode. We're moving right along on this Thursday episode of Locked on Stars. This is your host, Dane Lewis. Be sure to give me a follow on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis or our show on Twitter as well at Locked on Stars. Thank you again for stopping by today's show and making us your first listen of the day. But let's keep moving on talking about what went wrong for the Stars last night. You know, we talked in the last segment about the defense and the lack of effort, lack of urgency on that side of things, letting the other team set up. Uh, and not really, you know, forcing the issue on getting the puck out of the defensive zone. But things were not too much better on the offensive side of things. And, and it's just weird because if you look at the numbers, Dallas is actually fifth in scoring chances for since March 20th. So that's literally within the past month. Dallas is top five in scoring chances for the other teams above them. The top four uh, from first to fourth are Florida, Carolina, Toronto and Tampa Bay. Those are four teams that are one in the Eastern Conference, which uh, the Eastern Conference is just a different animal, a completely different beast. And those teams have been pretty much playoff locks since the All-Star break and teams that could potentially be making a lot of noise in the playoffs and could make for some pretty intriguing playoff matchups. But Dallas leads the Western Conference in scoring chances for in the last month, yet they are 20th in goals for in that same stretch of time. So it's not even necessarily from a lack of trying on the offensive side of things for the stars. I I just call it what you will call it good goaltending, call it bad shot selection. I mean, you can have a scoring chance for, but maybe the shot you take wasn't necessarily the highest quality, or maybe the puck wasn't shot. Well, you know, I think the stars have struggled with elevating the puck on several occasions so far this season, or even just, uh, you know, or the opposite, you know, whenever they need to go low, they try to elevate uh, and it gets 
you know, deflected off a stick or deflected off the glove or deflected off the crossbar. Uh, Dallas is just an enigma this season on offense because they generate a lot of chances, but they very seldom execute on several of those chances, which is incredibly frustrating just because we know the potential that this team has. We've seen them have some really nice offensive outbursts, even as far back to what, what was that like 10 days ago in Chicago where they put up six, seven goals against the Blackhawks. We know that they're capable of it. Then again, the Chicago Blackhawks, not quite uh, up to the same standard as teams like Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, but it's just a weird statistic to look at. But Dallas is once again in a slump of secondary scoring. We harp on it all the time on this show, and you hear it just about anywhere else uh, in the Stars media world that this team kind of lives and dies by the top line. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the top line can only do so much when the defense is struggling. I mean, Rope Hintz, Jason Robertson, and Joe Pavelski have done pretty well over these past stretch of games, and Rope Hintz especially. He scored both goals in Vancouver on Monday. He gets a goal and a helper in Edmonton on Wednesday. But you just look at the rest of this Stars team since April 1st. I mean, Tyler Sagan has four goals, which going into this little research stint right here, I thought was going to be relatively low, but uh, I would come to find that that's actually, um, I believe, second best on the team. Uh, Jamie Benn. One goal since April 1st. Denis Garyanov, zero goals since then. Alexander Radulov, zero goals. Michael Roffel, only one. And then Jason Robertson has five. Rope Hintz has five. And Joe Pavelski only has three. But Joe Pavelski has been getting pretty involved with the assist. I believe he has six since April 1st. So he's still finding ways to be involved on the offense and still generating a good amount of scoring chances with Rope and Jason Robertson. So it's hard to blame them. I mean, because they're doing pretty much all they can. And even in this Wednesday night matchup, there was like one opportunity where Rope Hens found himself in front of the net with a pretty easy look at the at the net um, to score a goal, but you know just couldn't quite get a handle on the puck with his stick, just given kind of the bang bang nature of the play. And it's like, I mean, it's hard to blame him. I mean, he was in the right spot. Uh, you know, just the defense kind of, you know, swarming and suffocating him uh, and just a, a weird spot to be in. But nonetheless, he was in the right position, just couldn't quite make the play. But it's hard to blame him because he, Robo and Pavs have, have really just had to do everything offensively as of late. And that's really just been the theme of the entire season, uh, if you look at it. And it's just, you know, uh, part of it has to do with aging and injury. And uh, part of it is also just, I think, an inability to be a consistently good offensive player whether that's a guy like Roddick Fox or, you know, Luke Glendinning and Michael Roffel. I mean, those are checking line kind of guys, but still guys that you would love to see a little bit more offensive production from, especially given the looks that they get at times, especially guys like Roffel and Glendinning, who can sometimes find themselves on rushes, op like rush opportunities, but just getting caught because they're, the speed uh, just isn't quite there for them. And it, and it is for the defensemen on a lot of these teams that they find themselves playing against. And then even from the more notable players and Sagan, Ben Sagan, uh, you know, having to come back from an injury from last year, but still also, you know, getting up there into his 30s. And Jamie Ben, certainly not the player that he once was, though he and Tyler definitely have found a little bit of new life for the most part in the second half of the season. We really need those guys to step up now more than ever and try to give some support to this top line because the stars just seem lifeless on offense outside of that top line. I mean, Jacob Peterson, like I said earlier, has had some nice moments this season, but he's a rookie and he's not a rookie that's at the same caliber as Jason Robertson or Kirill Kaprizov last season. I mean, he's good, but he's still developing. He's still getting things 
figured out. And I mean, guys like Joel Kiviranta just have not worked out this season. Marion Studenich is a nice, speedy guy, a physical player, but not going to be an offensive juggernaut. Vlad Nemestikov, I think, could be making an impact on this team, but he he's injured right now. And we haven't seen him in the past few games. Hopefully that changes sooner rather than later. But uh, regardless of what happens the rest of the season and postseason, I think uh, that the Stars are due for a little bit of an offensive overhaul in the offseason. I, I think the offseason is going to be a very interesting time for this organization as far as contracts, but also maybe even in the coaching department and maybe even some in the front office. It's going to be a ton of interesting storylines to keep our eyes out on. And uh, But ultimately, the Stars need to focus on now before we get to then. And, uh, you know, they're in a good spot to make the playoffs. They just need to get in gear and work on that puck control, work on doing what other teams are doing to them. Try to get set up in the offensive zone and take those long shifts to wear down the defense and make it where the other team cannot set up and find any consistency on offense. Make them have to dump the puck in to make changes, but then get down the ice in a hurry and get set up again and try to rinse and repeat that same cycle. Uh, it's going to be easier said than done. It's going to be a challenge. Not every team can do that on a consistent basis, but the Stars need a game like that, and they need it sooner rather than later. And hopefully this coming homestand that they have after this final game in Calgary will help that. We'll talk about that schedule a little bit in the third segment as well. But again, we are going to take another quick break and say thank you to some of our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. And let's close out today's episode of Locked On Stars talking about tonight's game. We have the second night of a back-to-back -back for Dallas. They will be in Calgary just down the road from where they're playing in Edmonton against the Oilers. They're taking on the Red Hot Flames. And this Flames team literally has been red hot pretty much ever since the second half of the season. And it all really started back. Uh, the last time these teams met up in Dallas, if you remember that game, Dallas had a pretty healthy lead in the third period and they squandered it. They blew the lead and they allowed Calgary to come back And Dallas comes out of that game with nothing, despite looking to be in control for the majority of that matchup. But Calgary has really not ever slowed down since that moment in this season. They're 7-2 and 1 in their last 10 games. And of course, two of those losses are to the Golden Knights and a uh, overtime shootout loss, I believe, to the Predators. Uh, teams that Dallas is currently fighting for playoff positioning with. So uh, thanks for nothing, Calgary. You're a good team, but apparently not good enough to beat the teams that we need you to beat. So thanks for that. Um, really do appreciate it. But th this team uh, is, is stacked top to bottom. Uh, I mean, you, people talk about Stanley Cup favorites. It's the Colorado Avalanche, the Florida Panthers. And I, I think Calgary has a legitimate case to be in that conversation, especially in the top three of teams that could win it all this season. They are fourth in the NHL in goals for second in goals against their third in scoring chances for fourth in scoring chances against 
This team can get it done on both sides of the ice at an extremely high level. One, they generate a lot of chances offensively, and they execute on a lot of those chances offensively, unlike the Stars, where the Stars can generate those opportunities but not quite execute. But then on the other end, they don't allow too much time for other teams to get play set up or you know generate offense. And then even if they do, they don't allow very many goals. There is one area that both these teams are actually relatively close in, and that is high danger chances for Dallas is eighth in the league and Calgary right behind them in ninth place. But, you know, you got to take that into account that this team, similar to Edmonton, has a lot of offensive firepower. I mean, maybe the names aren't quite as big as McDavid and Dreisaitl, but these guys can hang with them and go toe to toe with guys like them on any given night. It all starts with Johnny Gaudreau, uh, a, a guy who's having a heart caliber season, a, a guy that very deservingly so has kind of been in that conversation all season i don't think he ends up winning it but he is uh the far and above easy face of this franchise 38 goals 76 assists 108 points on the season and then matthew kachuk 39 goals 60 assists 99 points as of right now this is a guy that will be a 100 point score by the end of this season could very well even be in tonight's matchup and i saw somewhere on twitter talking about uh Kachuk's numbers and how this is quietly one of the best 100 point season campaigns uh, that that we've seen in a while. Just very underrated. I mean, being buried on a team that has Johnny Goudreau, um, you know, and even the Flames kind of being buried by teams like Florida and Colorado. Matthew Kachuk has quietly had a, a fantastic season uh, and deserves a lot of credit and recognition. He it has been a lights out player for them, but it doesn't just stop there. You have Elias Lindholm, Andrew Maggiapani, Tyler Toffoli. Uh, who the Calgary Flames got early in the stages. I think it was one of the first trades made of the season whenever they traded with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, but they also have Blake Coleman. They have Rasmus Anderson. They have Jacob Markstrom, who did not play for them last game. They had uh, Dan Vlader play against the National Predators. So that's probably why they lost that game. Looking back, uh, they were playing uh, their backup goalie, who is not very good statistically, versus Jacob Markstrom, who I, I would argue is up there with guys like Andre Vasilevsky and Igor Shesterkin right now, uh, one of the best goaltenders in the NHL this season. He's been fantastic. I imagine he'll play tonight just because he didn't play in their last game. He's probably going to be fresh, uh, and he's done relatively well against the Stars uh, whenever he's played them this season, but also just historically. He's a, a very, very good goalie and this is the most daunting opponent that the stars will face on this road trip but they've done pretty poorly against the first two opponents i think the opponents have gotten progressively harder and this is the final boss somehow uh the stars you know skipped the first few worlds on super mario 64 and they are on the final fight with bowser uh even though they don't deserve to be there but they they don't really seem prepared and it's very likely uh, that they get squashed like a bug it's a long shot i think that dallas wins this game i would of course love to be wrong you guys know that i like to be optimistic on the show i like to assume and hope for the best with this stars team and hope that they win every game but just being realistic i i, I think that they're just mentally and physically beaten down from this road trip uh, and, you know, they, but they do it need to at least try to keep this game competitive. And if they can somehow even get one point out of this game, I think that's a win. Uh, it's kind of a, a sad win, but I mean, it's a win nonetheless. I mean, it's going to be a, a tough look for the Stars team to come away with zero points on this three game road trip. So they need to try to get at least one. If they can somehow steal two, uh, that's fantastic because they will then be going back home for the final four games of the season where they have some pretty favorable matchups. Only one playoff caliber team 
coming to the AAC, and that is, of course, the Vegas Golden Knights. But two games before then, or one game before then, excuse me, they will have the Seattle Kraken, and then Vegas will be night one of a back-to-back. After that, they have the Arizona Coyotes, and then to close out the season, they have the Anaheim Ducks. So these are three teams that are not playoff teams, and then Vegas, who I said is playoff caliber, but not even a playoff team, and a team that they've competed well against in their previous two meetings. They lost both those games, uh, but you could argue, you could make very fair and valid arguments that they should have and very well could have won those games. And so that's going to be one heck of a game, going to be incredibly intense and competitive. I'm excited for it, but also just excited for the Stars to have four games to close out this season and three of those games against inferior competition, which historically this season, the Stars have done relatively well uh, in those situations. So we're going to have to hope for the best, but it all starts tonight in Calgary. We need to see the guys at least fight and try to make this game close and see if they can come away with at least one point, if not two points that would be the best case scenario obviously but it's going to be easier said than done but that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on stars thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day be sure to subscribe to our show on youtube or follow us on your favorite podcasting platform it's free and of course we are available and free no matter where you listen or how you listen be sure to comment rate or review if you like what you hear you can follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. You can also follow our show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Be sure to tune into tomorrow's episode as we will be reacting to and recapping the Stars Flames matchup. But we'll see you there, Stars fans. Have a great Thursday.